Well, a good Wednesday afternoon, Saskatchewan. Thanks for joining me. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. As Who's excited about hockey season, the rest of hockey season? Are you as excited about this as I am? Like Not only in the National Hockey League, and we'll get to that in a moment. It's the WHL trade deadline today. As Swift Current made another move. Connor Geeky's coming up. One of the top uh, prospects. A heck of a player for Winnipeg Ice last year. Went to Wenatchee for a little bit. Didn't play a lot of hockey in Wenatchee. Of course, went to the World Junior Hockey Championships. Now a member of the Swift Current Broncos. The Saskatoon Blades have already made a series of trades earlier in the season. Fraser Minton, who was also on that World Junior team, he's in Saskatoon. The Warriors have four guys who are in Sweden on their roster. Matthew Savoy, Braden Yeager, Denton Matejchuk, and Jager Ferkus, I, I include in that. He was he went to Sweden. He was an injury replacement just in case Matthew Savoy uh, wasn't able to play. Never actually saw the ice, but he was over there as one of the top players in Canada for the World Juniors. Saskatoon's number one in the Eastern Conference. Moose Jaw's number three. Swift Current's number four. If that doesn't have you excited for junior hockey down the stretch run here in Saskatchewan, I don't know what's going to get you excited because there's going to be a few Sasky teams uh, vying uh, to get to the Edge Health Cup. Of course, only one of those teams can actually get to the final of the Edge Health Cup. Maybe see two of them in the Eastern Conference final. But also, what's charging me up about hockey season the Winnipeg Jets, the Vancouver Canucks, the Red Hot Edmonton Oilers. Hey, Toronto's not doing too bad right now. Ilya Samsonov's back, though, called up from the AHL, so hopefully he's found a bit of his game. Joseph Wall's still hurt for the Leafs. But that is four quality hockey teams in Canada. My dream scenario in the Western Conference is somehow Edmonton is hot enough to pass the LA Kings. They take on the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round, knock them off the Canucks. You can see the Edmonton-Vancouver semifinal. Winnipeg still number one in the league. They won again last night. And how about this streak by the Winnipeg Jets? The second longest in modern-day history in the National Hockey League. They have now gone 30 straight games, allowing three goals or less. But usually, in a 30-game span, you have one sleeper. Where you show up, you just don't have it. Some weird bounces, you give up four or five. Like somewhere in a 30-game span, you're going to see it. The The record is 35 straight. Now that was set by Minnesota in 2015. The 35 straight games, three goals or fewer allowed. The Jets are at 30 right now, the second longest streak after another win last night. They... Shut out the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Edmonton Oilers stay red hot. Although, talk about having a game that's a sleeper. The Edmonton Oilers clearly looked at the opponent's roster sheet and tried to coast their way to a win. Now, they did get a win, but it was not a pretty one in Chicago last night for the Edmonton Oilers. A 2-1 victory, and yeah, was, wasn't a great one uh, for the Oilers. Can't play like that against the best teams, but you can when Chicago was so undermanned 
uh, that they don't have it going. So could we see now? I know it's January. April's a long way away for the NHL playoffs. But the dream is Winnipeg, Vancouver, Edmonton, three of the final four teams in the Western Conference. And right now, you could say they are the best three teams in the Western Conference. Vegas has kind of sagged a little bit. Colorado sagged a little bit. Um, the Oilers can't lose again. Their second eight-game winning streak of the season uh, with the win over Chicago last night. So I, I hope you are as excited about what's coming this winter as the weather outside is forcing us indoors uh, to enjoy the hockey on TV. By the way, thank I didn't I didn't know this. I don't know why it's I realized this last night, but the NHL package is on free preview right now. And I was like, oh, I get to watch the uh, Canucks game. At least for my cable provider, it was so. You I go to Sportsnet, and of course, uh, these cannot be watched in your viewing area. I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm scrolling up. I'm like, wait a second. Free preview. What is this? Click. There it was. Canucks beating the New York Islanders uh, last night. But speaking of the undermanned Chicago Blackhawks, unfortunately, the time period for Connor Bedard's rehab has been extended a little bit. It was four to six. He's undergone surgery. Now it's six to eight weeks for Connor Bedard. Uh, the NHL All-Star game is in less than four weeks. So not going to be there in Toronto. But here's, here's my beef with the NHL All-Star game. We've talked about this. They, for some reason, want one player from every team to be on the ice at the NHL All-Star game. So Connor Bedard's out for the Chicago Blackhawks. Taylor Hall barely played this season before. He was injured. He's the next biggest name on that team. The next biggest name was Corey Perry. That didn't, whatever, he gone. Okay, Nick Foligno. Nope, he's injured too. Broke his finger in the fight to defend Connor Bedard. Now, could he be back in time? To, it's like Jason Dickinson might be the guy with 14 goals. Just put Leon Dreisaitl in the NHL All-Star game, and then when the fan vote comes out, hashtag NHL All-Star vote, Tanner Janot, Janot you want to, get him into the NHL All-Star game. But then the next popular guy will be, instead of 12, it'll be like the 13th person, or I guess ninth skater because it's eight skaters, four goalies. If you put Leon Dreisaitl in there right now and just go, yeah, Leon Dreisaitl is going to replace Connor Bedard. Would we rather have that than Jason Dickinson getting the call? I would think so, but we'll see what the NHL decides on who they want to play in the NHL uh, All-Star game. So we're going to talk hockey with Drew Romenda last night. Um, didn't go too well for the San Jose Sharks against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a 7-1 victory for Toronto. Mitch Marner had a four-point night, but Drew's going to join us from Montreal uh, where they take on the Canadians tomorrow to talk more uh, NHL later. Also today, the news broke what, what was it, about an hour, hour and a half ago. Another coaching vacancy in the National Football League. No, it's not the New England Patriots. Things are awfully quiet when it comes to the New England Patriots. Pete Carroll, no longer the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. 
they posted a very well-written public relations note. Like the PR spin on this one, on his role will evolve from head coach to senior advisor with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. But nevertheless, Pete Carroll will no longer be on the sideline as mobile, as enthusiastic, as energized a 72-year-old I have ever seen in my life is Pete Carroll. When you watch that man on the sideline run up and down, jumping up and down, giving high fives to his players, fist pumps, everything else, and then you read his birth certificate that says he's 72 years old, that's he's been impressive as a coach. And when it relates to the New England Patriots, you will remember it was Pete Carroll who got fired by the Patriots and Bill Belichick replaced him in New England after the 99 season. Yeah, we're waiting, New England. We're all waiting to see what happens. So that's now eight coaching vacancies in the National Football League. Maybe nine. We'll see what happens with Bill in New England. Also coming up on the Green Zone today, of course, Daryl Davis will be in for a double take with Double D. Daryl Davis will take you to Miami. Brendan Tobin joins us from 590 AM Sports in Miami, Florida, to preview one of the wild card matchups, the Dolphins. Against the Bill or against the Chiefs, sorry. It was Dolphins Bills last week. The Dolphins against the Chiefs. And I, I think I need to say this because a few people around the office have asked me about this. There's a, there's a lot of talk about Paramount Plus having the exclusive rights to for this game. They paid like a hundred million dollars. So this game is not on standard basic cable. You have to have a subscription to Paramount Plus or, of course, like NFL Sunday Ticket to watch this game. But that's only for the United States. TSN will have this game, CTV. They will have the game to zone. They will have this game for Canadians. This, that, that Paramount Plus, that is only for American audiences. Uh, so you'll, you'll get the game on TSN and CTV and everything else uh, for Miami against the Chiefs. Well, we're going to preview Uh, That game, and also a little later on, we will honor a head coach who puts himself in the Green Zone Coaching Rant Hall of Fame, and we'll do that induction a little later this afternoon uh, here on uh, the Green Zone. So we'll talk some hockey, of course, talk some football with the Britain Gray, and keep you up to date, WHL trade deadline today. Uh, The Broncos already made... Two moves, bringing in a 20-year-old and trading away a 20-year-old as they continue to try to improve as they want to make a nice little playoff run in Swift Current. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I know I can't slow down, I can't hold back, though you know I wish I could. Another ain't no rest for the wicked. Jamie and I with you here in the green zone on this Wednesday. Dave Naylor has the uh, unenviable task to have to be in Nashville, Tennessee for the CFL's winter meetings. The TSN insider is there. And he just tweeted this out. I'm trying to digest this before I give you a good solid opinion on my thoughts on this. Because in the National Football League, they have done one thing. They have killed the kickoff. In the National Football League, they have moved the kickoff to the point where you know what happens on NFL Sunday. 
touchdown, line up, ball goes through the end zone, they scrimmage from the 25. Every so often, late in the game, maybe the kicker's trying to kill the clock, there's only 30 seconds left, they want to spend more time for them to try to return the kick, so they try to do a shorter kick. But now they can fair catch at the five-yard line, and the ball's brought forward to the 25. So Dave Naylor at the CFL Winter Meetings, as they talk about the rule changes, is out with this information. That with respect to player safety in the Canadian Football League, right now, they are pondering how to have less kickoffs in the National Football League. So, he says, the CFL is discussing measures that would significantly reduce the number of kickoffs and kick returns in its game in the name of player safety. He says he'll have uh, more uh, tonight when it uh, comes to this. So, this is what I'm thinking. This is all speculation. I'm not in the room to listen to what they're saying at the winter meetings in Nashville on who says this and who says that and what they're contemplating. It's all top secret. You can't talk about it. Um, I'd imagine they're discussing after even, as like after field goals now, you line up at the 40-yard line. There's, there's no kickoff. You just line up at the 40-yard line. I'm wondering if they do that after touchdowns too. Touchdown scored, line up at the 40. Now, what do you do if the team wants an onside kick and wants to retain possession? Maybe you go to one of the XFL, USFL gimmick rules where it's like you have to execute a 20-yard play. Pretend it's 3rd and 20 from your 30-yard line. You have to get it to the 50 to retain possession. So I'll be interested to see what more comes up. As I said yesterday, can we just leave it alone? Are we done with all the rule changes in the Canadian Football League? Just for a season, just go, no rule changes. We're doing pretty good. Jamie Knight with you here on the Green Zone on this Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. Uh, Text already coming in on the CFL uh, trying to do what the NFL has done, which is kill the kickoff completely. Uh, CFL in the name of player safety. Uh, let's uh, review the rules on drastically reducing the amount of kickoffs. The CFL, it's, every time there's a touchdown, we have a kick return. It's very rare there is a rouge touchback, whatever you want to call it. But now, in the name of player safety, and that should be first and foremost, but could you see after a touchdown, they just scrimmage from the 40? Potentially. We'll have more on this throughout the afternoon. Britton Gray will weigh in football at four. But right now, we continue our previews, a wild card weekend in the National Football League. And we're going to take you to Miami from 590 AM Sports in Miami is Brendan Tobin joining us now. Brendan, thanks for your time. Oh, man, thank you for the time. Normally when I do radio hits, it's always Will Smith, Miami. So I really appreciate you guys making me feel at home with the pit bull. You guys truly, <laughs> truly made me smile. Uh, that's producer Scott, man. He was on it. Uh, he, he's really good at finding the artists or someone like from the area or something like that that really identifies. But uh, what, what what was the shirt my uh, the head coach is wearing? I wish I, I wish it was colder. Uh, for. Yeah. Do they actually wish it was colder as they go to Kansas City, the Miami Dolphins, for wild card weekend? 
I don't know if that is possible. Uh, it, it, you know, I was doing a, I do a podcast my co- with uh, for uh, <laughs> another network, and uh, my co-host is actually from Kansas City. He was showing me outside his window yesterday, and it looked absolutely brutal as I looked out, and it was you know seventy degrees and sunny here. So, uh, no, I don't know that uh, that he does actually wish it was colder, but I do know that uh, you know they they are. <laughs> have had problems on the road nonetheless whether it be cold whether it be hot uh away from hard rock stadium uh, it's been more of a challenge for them anyway how healthy is miami gonna be uh, of course uh tyree kill is still bothered by the foot injury uh jalen waddles hurt uh, raheem mostert missed the final game of the regular season how healthy will they be this weekend you know, it's interesting. On the offensive side, they might be uh, attendance-wise as healthy as possible. You mentioned all those guys. They're all dealing with something, but they're all probably going to give it a go. Um, you know, you probably have to have Tyreek. He'll actually lose his legs to not play in the, the return to Arrowhead. He's been talking about this literally since last summer. Uh, and then they, they kind of uh, messed it up by putting the first matchup in Germany this year. So now he actually gets to do this in a high-stakes game. Uh, Mostert and Waddle, they have been very, very cautious with. They've, you know, been up to the line of thinking they were going to play even the last two weeks. I think they've been saving them for this moment. So I do think the offense is honestly going to be as healthy as it's been in a while. The question is on defense because they're literally just signing people off the street. Half of their starters are going to be out for this game. Um, and that's, that's, that's going to be a really, you know, tough thing for them to go with. They, they're signing. You know, Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin to, to try and fill the void of passers because they've lost Chubb, they've lost Jalen Phillips, they've lost Andrew Van Ginkle, they lost their starting middle linebacker Jerome Baker after just getting him back last week. So that is really the big question is how can they actually uh, hold up? But it's a funny thing because the defense has been playing probably better than the offense, even with the injuries and last week against Buffalo. And you look at Kansas City, everybody here is looking at them struggling on offense this year. Um, it's their defense you got to worry about. So it's kind of an interesting of what's going to give in this uh, this matchup. Everybody talks about uh, Miami, and we're talking to Brendan Tobin uh, covering the Dolphins. Uh, you can check out the Tobin and Leroy podcast, uh, Game Day Uncensored, all his work as well. Uh, find him at Brendan underscore Tobin on uh, social media on X, I believe, as they're calling it now. Um, you talk about the Dolphins on the road, but going through Kansas City's schedule, the only team they've really defeated that I would say is playoff Super Bowl caliber was in Germany when they beat the Miami Dolphins. So when you look at this matchup, what are we going to see on Saturday night? It's an interesting question. I think that, you know, right now, I think the, the, the team does a really great job of turning the page. You know, last week was the first time they had lost two in a row all season. Um, but their coach is always really stressed, like taking this thing week to week, not overlooking guys. And to be fair, they've done a really, you know, people have scoffed at their record, but there's been plenty of teams that overlook teams, and, and they do seem to take care of business a lot. They didn't have a lot of letdown games this year. They maybe just lost to, other than the, the meltdown on Monday night against the Tennessee Titans, they've mostly just lost to, you know, really good teams, and not a lot of them have been blowouts uh, other than the Ravens game. Every one of them, usually they had a, a, a chance to tie late or, or keep it even, so... That Kansas City game was very similar. You know, they, they go out with the lead. You had that critical Tyree Kill fumble that ended up getting scooped and scored. So that was a game where they even got a defensive score to put them up in that game. Miami had a chance to tie late. Tua has the late interception. So they, uh, they know the opponent. I think the interesting thing here is going to be from the standpoint of you know Kansas City. 
has the pedigree. They're very comfortable, obviously, playing there in the postseason. Patrick Mahomes has never had a road playoff game. So, you know, they've kind of been there, done that. I think they understand the reset, whereas Miami, this is going to be an interesting thing for two. It's his first playoff game. He didn't get to play last year in the postseason because of his concussion. So how does he handle that stage? I know that he is, you know, kind of feeling a bit of the uh, the, the, the the pressure of having to make good on his team because of how the last game ended. And so it's going to be interesting to see how those young guys like him, like Waddle, um, you know, like Devon Achan, how do they handle this, this kind of stage, and especially with some, uh, some brisk conditions. Uh, yes. Uh, I think it's going to be, what, 40 degrees colder uh, in uh, Kansas City than it will be in Miami. So it'll be a little uh, chilly uh, at Arrowhead Stadium as we're talking to Brendan Tobin of 560 AM Sports in Miami uh, covering the Dolphins. But on the flip side, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't believe in this team anymore. I don't know if you're with me. I just I look at this team. Maybe they beat the Dolphins, but if they do, do they have the pass catchers? But is the def this is weird to say, is the defense good enough in Kansas City to offset the issues on offense? Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the interesting thing about this is these are I think both teams that everybody identifies the offense as like the stars of the show. And I, I as I mentioned a little bit, like the defense has kind of been carrying the Dolphins for a, a good amount of this last quarter of the season. Kansas City, that's really been the case for all year. You, you know, we've all seen the viral clips of Patrick Mahomes going nutty over the refs, not getting the calls for his receivers. But you know, Kadarius Tony's had his issues. Travis Kelsey, you know, people are wondering is he is he starting to get onto the other side of it? Obviously, they've had a lot of off field attention this year too. And you know, we have a guy down here named Pat Riley. Runs the Miami Heat. He always says, you know, continuing to win, you get that disease of me. You know, do you take your eye off the ball? Do you still have that same engagement winning? So that's going to be an interesting thing to see. But while a lot of people don't trust the the, uh, the Chiefs, I can tell you down here, a lot of people are wondering about the Dolphins being able to, uh, you know, kind of break a streak. They haven't won a playoff game since 2000. So you're talking almost a quarter century here of Dolphin fans who have never seen their team get a postseason win. And now you're going kind of limping literally and figuratively into the playoffs. And I don't know the confidence uh, is very high from the fan base. It's just a matter of the players. How are they going to handle that? Okay, Brendan, uh, the other issue with this game, uh, I don't know, what, what is, is have you heard from the radio station, the fans, the uh, Paramount Plus stuff, that this you have to have an account to stream this thing? Or is that not much yeah. of a big deal? Uh, well, it's interesting, you know, South Florida, the region we're at, there's like three counties here where it kind of breaks up. And I'm in Palm Beach County, which is kind of the northest south county of South Florida. And if you don't, uh, that's, that's like locally on television, they will not give you the game. So you have to have Peacock, uh, to watch this game. If you're local, if you're in the two southern counties, Broward and Miami Dade County, they do, they are going to show that locally. And I guess that's the same case for Kansas City. But yeah, I've seen a lot of people up in arms about this. Um, you know, I'm not somebody who's against streaming. So I have Peacock. I'm not too worried about it, but I get it. It's a pain in the butt for people, you know, and especially if you don't enjoy like real housewives of Salt Lake City on the side with that. Who the hell, you know, wants to have Peacock? So it's definitely been a thing that's been, uh, that's been talked about. I saw that, uh, one of the Chiefs players was offering to give away some subscriptions for free. I think everyone's going to be fine finding their football if they need to find their football. But, um, yeah, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly annoying because it feels like football is supposed to be the sport where everybody gets it. And now you got to take extra steps. 
to uh, to get to it. Uh, so, sorry, Peacock, not Paramount Plus for the uh, streaming option on the uh, Dolphins and the Chiefs. But uh, thankfully, here in Canada, we, we don't. Uh, we, it's not doesn't impact us. We can watch it on TSN and everything else we have. Uh, it's just, it's a, a U.S. Uh, but hey, uh, how much do they pay? Like hundred and ten million dollars for this one game? I yeah, I, you know what? I think they got a pretty decent game, Peacock. Because usually they give the uh, the new the new deal. I feel like they always stick it, you know, with like the worst game possible of the week. Like they would have given it like Eagles Buccaneers. So Peacock should be happy. I feel like a lot of people are going to tune in uh, and 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 go to this game because obviously you know Kansas City's got a massive following, all the Swift stuff, and then the Dolphins, you know, getting a lot of national talk down here and being on hard knocks this year. So I, I do think that. They probably picked the right game to get a lot of subscribers to Peacock, but uh, I don't know how many people are going to stick around unless you're a big fan of reality TV. Yeah. Uh, well, do you got a winner? Who who are you picking, Brennan? Man, I'm going to stay with the Dolphins just by uh, by duty. I have to. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, I got to believe that they're going to get it done. Uh, I got to think this is going to be a very very low scoring game, though. You know, I, I really think you know. And normally, I, I always think the Dolphins are going to light it up and put up points, but just. Uh, Thinking about the conditions, I think Mike McDaniel is going to be even more committed to the run game, which has looked really good. I mean, the one thing that I can say about Miami is, you know, Devon Achan, even in Raheem Mostert's absence, has looked absolutely incredible. Now they're getting Mostert back, so they have a really viable one-two punch in the backfield to kind of make things easier on Tua, on Tyreek. If there are those opportunities in this crazy weather, whether there's wind, whether there's chill, um, I do think they have the tools to, to kind of control this game. Uh, at their own pace and maybe, you know, have some extended drives to try and keep, you know, the Chiefs a little bit slowed down. I'm sure that atmosphere is going to be nutty. But I think the Dolphins, I'm going to pick them to win 20-17. to 17. Right on, Brendan. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon and enjoy Saturday night. All right, thank you. That is Brendan Tobin from 560 AM Sports uh, covering the Miami Dolphins. Also, uh, his podcast, uh, Tobin and Leroy, you can check out as well. Is it the game of the weekend? Dolphins-Chiefs might be uh, for the matchups. Bills over Steelers, Cleveland-Houston. For for those two teams, big-time teams, that would do it. But you you know where I'm going. It's, It's the Rams and the Lions to me. Matthew Stafford. And have you heard the controversy? Kelly Stafford has responded to fans in Detroit wanting Ford Field to ban Stafford jerseys. Ban it. No Stafford jersey. Number nine Stafford, not allowed in. Not going to happen as Matt Stafford returns to Detroit. Um, This is a fan thing, okay? This is fans that are asking for a ban. It's not actually going to happen uh, for Matt Stafford. Although there are bars, I guess, in Detroit who are saying you cannot wear a Matthew Stafford jersey into their establishment. Uh, during the football game on Sunday. So to heck with you if you paid over 200 bucks for a beautiful Matt Stafford jersey as he played, what, nine years in Detroit? Uh, too bad. Get a Jared Goff jersey. Better yet, Barry Sanders. This is 980 CJME, 650 CKOM. Embridge Farm remembers. Well, on.
On this day in sports history, the year was 1982. It was January the 10th. Two memorable NFL games happened on this same day. 1982, January 10th. We'll start off with the least famous, the Freezer Bowl. It was the AFC Championship game, Cincinnati 27, San Diego Chargers 7, the wind chill that day in Cincinnati with the calculation they used at the time was minus 51 degrees. It's known as the freezer bowl. It happened uh, January 10th, 1982. Also that day, way more famous. Third and three. We'll see a pick of some kind on the right side, possibly. Montana. Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Dwight Clark. Yes, the catch. 1982 NFC Championship game. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys 28-27 when Dwight Clark caught Joe Montana's pass with 58 seconds remaining. Yes, the catch and the freezer bowl both happened on this day in 1982.